Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Creating wealth, freedom, and security using real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Today, we're going to be talking about powerful negotiation techniques for real estate investors who are working directly with sellers. When you're working directly with sellers, preparation is the key. You want to discover as much information as you can about why they are selling. Try to find out as much as you can. If you are working directly with the seller, you don't have that gatekeeper who is usually the realtor who would filter out information and decide what information to give you and not give you. So if you're dealing directly with a seller, you should be able to discover some information from them. And make sure that it's conversational. Don't, don't make it feel like you're doing an interrogation and uh, you know that they feel like they're under pressure. You just keep it conversational. Why are you selling? When are you looking to move? What, is the, what are you gonna do with the funds? Those sort of things. Because the more you can focus on why the seller is selling, the more you can figure out how to position the opportunity in order to create a win-win situation. So for example, if the seller is telling you that they want to sell, but they really wanted to wait until the end of the school year when their kids are done school, well, then you can post the closing to the end of June in order to help the seller. That gives them an additional motivation to sell to you because you've adapted your closing date, which may, not, may or may not be important to you, in order to give them a win. There could be other different types of situations that come up during the deal. So, you know, if you can come through those situations ahead of time, it certainly makes it easier to deal with the objections with a solution or a way to get a solution. So let me give you an example. If you were to go through the process and the seller wants a quick closing on an apartment building, and let's say they want a, a one month closing, and then you tell them, well, look, I, I mean, I, I would love to be able to do this, but if I'm getting financing from the bank, the bank is gonna need at least 20 business days to be able to go through the financing, and there's no way that we're gonna be able to get this closed in the timeline that you're, you're looking for. But if you were to give me a vendor take back mortgage or a seller financing opportunity on this apartment building, we could close a lot quicker. So if you can, you know, if you could give me, let's say, 4% interest only for three years, then we'll be able to, to get the deal closed in the timeline that you want. So what we've done is we've used a motivation of the seller in order to give us a benefit as well as give the seller a benefit. So being able to do that is a great opportunity for you to deal with an objection with a solution. Let's do a, a couple of other examples here. Let's say you're looking to put an offer on an apartment building and uh, instead of just putting one offer of a purchase and sale agreement to a seller, especially if you're dealing with them directly, you can offer them two purchase and sale agreements. Maybe one has a higher price 
but it includes a seller financing option, which is like an interest only three year seller financing. And the other one at a lower price without that seller financing option. You provide them two opportunities. That way they're choosing between A or B rather than choosing between you and somebody else. And that's what you want to create that, that it's either this one or this one, right? But they're both with you and you could use three offers. There's no, you know, you want to try to keep it, keep it less confusing. That's why I like to use two because a confused mind will say no. So you want to try to keep the opportunity for the seller simple enough so that they can make a decision A or B. The more practice you have putting in offers and negotiating with different types of sellers, the better you get. So if you want to create better negotiating tactics and skills, do more negotiation. That is the best way to get and gain these skills. And remember, one last tip. It's okay to walk away from the deal. Now, if you want to learn more about negotiation tactics, pick up the book, Finding Properties Toolbox, Buying Real Estate at a Discount from Amazon, or go to findingdiscountedproperties.com. And we'll see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. Make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quinton D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider an investment course of action. For more information, go to getrealwealthy.com.